Hello and welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of back-row.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. Uh, head to back-row.com to see more essays, podcasts, and other cinematic things. You can also hit us up on Patreon for bonus episodes, early podcast releases, and exclusives. Today in the Notes from the Back Row feed... It is an episode of Hoser Horror, so I have to get my Canadian greetings out. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? My brother, Doug, of course, is Carlo. <laughs> How's it going, eh? <laughs> How's it going, eh? <laughs> hmm. Out for a rip on the Hoser Horror. Yeah, um, it's uh, been a while. It's been uh, since January yeah, since we did Jesus. an episode of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of burnt ourselves out on Canadian movies. <laughs> Yep. But we always knew we were going to get back to them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like uh, October is approaching soon. I don't know when this will be out, but, you know, horror movie time uh, is in yeah. full effect, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, so today, joining us on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Uh, you may know them from the George Lucas talk show. Uh, you might know them as producer of Rat Scraps. And they are also the editorial and talent producer for uh, some company. I think their name is Marvel. You might have heard of them. Hmm. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining us, Patrick Cotnoir. How you doing, eh? Good. Great. Oh. Did I do that <laughs> yeah. right? Exactly. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll right in. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you Definitely. so much for coming on the show. And for, for the listeners, um, you basically tweeted on your account, like, <laughs> have me on your podcast. And I yeah. follow you on Twitter and and I've followed your career a bit over the years, uh, being involved in things that I find really cool. And so I was like, hey, <laughs> OK. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, l- listen, I'm, I'm uh, losing my mind in my apartment and I need yeah. things to <laughs> occupy my time. And uh, one of those things is watching the first two Scanners movies. You know what I mean? Like, it helps. Yeah. So, mm. truly, I was like, guys, I will do whatever you want. You want awesome. me to, I'm doing a book next week or a, a podcast next week where I have to read a whole book. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll Holy read a whole book. Shit. Yeah, I'll watch two movies. It's just, it's whatever whatever people wanted. I, I want to do it. Okay. So now I don't feel as bad as like being no. like, hey, watch two, you know, hour and a half movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm currently uh, halfway through a Star Wars Expanded Universe book from the mid 90s. Oh, it's, nice. How big is that? It's bad, guys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, I think it's 350, somewhere around 350 okay. pages. Oh, okay. yeah. that's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Hmm. H- how many shows have you been doing? Did a lot of people reach out? Or have you, are you booked like quite often now on random shows or? Uh, I mean, listen, I've got two tonight. Um, I (laughs) think uh, probably it was probably like 10 or so. Okay. Somewhere around there, which is like pretty good. Yeah. It's nice to have, you know, you do one every like two days and then you try to do something normally uh, uh, for the other days that is not requiring you to be on camera or on mic. So we'll see how it goes. I once tried to do two podcasts in a week and it burnt me out for a month. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it will do the same for me. Yeah. (laughs) um one other thing so i know that like george lucas talk show is like movie adjacent and you know how are you like generally somebody who watches a lot of movies or oh yeah yeah last uh geez was it last year yeah i mean yes it was last year 2020 what a great year remember it 
Mm-hmm. I no. think we watched, my roommate and I watched, I want to say it was 600 movies. Damn. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, I keep track. I keep track of all the movies I watched. So this year so far, I'm at Scanners 2 was number 359 for the year. Nice. Damn, nice. I think you've got me um, so beat. Yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. Does not mean I um, necessarily comprehend everything or yeah. you know like pay attention fully to all of them. A lot of times, it's just I'm doing work in the living room and it's on okay. in the background. Uh, yeah. But I still count it because I absorb something from it. You know, Mm-mm-mm. totally. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. How do and, you track uh, the movies? Do you yeah, that's what my question was. Gonna have be. you like? Well, a, do you I have, have like a, a letterbox. diary or? Yeah, no, I've got a letterbox, but then I also just do it hmm. on the notes app because uh, it's oh, okay. so much easier yeah um just nice. to put it in my phone and and well, some things aren't on letterboxd well, you know yeah i'll have to find you and follow you on letterboxd there you go <laughs> it's a wild yeah. ride <laughs> yeah we watch a ton of movies uh i think this i think think i'm at like 308 so you're beating me yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm, I'm about there as real... well uh that's, yeah that's a lot for any normal person that's like five years worth of movies you know Totally. I'm 306 <laughs> I'm seeing right now. So nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So um awesome. I'm so, this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's get right into it. The first movie we are talking about today on Hoser Horror. We're doing a Cronenberg double feature with Halloween on the horizon. Uh so let's get into Scanners, 1981, starring Stephen Lack and Michael Ironside and Jennifer O'Neill. Uh, the tagline for this film is 10 seconds, the pain begins, 15 seconds, you can't breathe, 20 seconds, you explode. And the synopsis is, after a man with extraordinary and frighteningly destructive telepathic abilities is nabbed by agents from a mysterious corporation, he discovers he is far from the only possessor of such strange powers and that some of the other scanners have their minds set on world domination uh, and while others are trying to stop them. This is a obviously Canadian production. The CFDC, Canadian Film Development Corporation, put money into this. Uh, it was shot in and around Montreal. There's a little bit of Toronto in it, but this was kind of... Cronenberg's uh, movies were sort of on the upward trajectory, and I feel like this was maybe one of his first real sort of pinnacles. Um, but uh, had we all seen this before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only once still, I feel. Like I got pretty late to Scanners. Uh, I think it's a movie like I, I've, I've put on in the past, but I was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this because it's like, even the way it starts, it's like very cold and cl- clinical and very Cronenbergian. Mm. And at that point, I wasn't maybe ready to dig his vibe. <laughs> uh, but since then, I have. Uh, so this was a rewatch uh, for me, but only the first okay. rewatch, basically. Yeah. And Patrick and now, had seen it. You, I mean, yeah, you didn't know this, but I took a Cronenberg class in college. Oh, oh amazing. Which is, it's so we got the expert. I mean, I wouldn't call me an expert. I mean, <laughs> probably just said, you, you have to be in a mood for Cronenberg, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? For and sure. I feel like at the time I was not in the mood. Oh, okay. So I didn't necessarily get what I wanted to out of that class. Okay. Like I think looking back, I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But at the time, it was one of those things where I was like, "Ugh, I gotta watch another movie." Okay, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that the Brood. Sure, you know, at two p.m. Yeah. on a Tuesday. Yeah, um, that is well, a, that is a mood. <laughs> yeah, that's better than yeah. my cinema studies class in in college was seven a.m. 
Oh. So it was like, oh. I'm going to go watch Battleship Potemkin at 7 a.m. Oh, and no. 100% fall asleep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> it was. Did you fall asleep often in those classes? Oh, I slept so much in cinema studies, yeah. Me too, me too. Yeah. I had a teacher who fell asleep. Oh my god. Like multiple times. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not fair. I can fall asleep. You yeah. can't fall asleep. That yeah. is, that's going I'm, against the unwritten rules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paying to sit in this and, and fall asleep. You're getting paid yeah. to, so that's not okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've yeah. never done like any uh, cinema st studies or anything, but I fall asleep to movies all the time. You do. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah, I we'll, barely we'll need be anything. <laughs> We'll be talking movies, and you'll be like, "I put that on, and I fell asleep pretty much immediately." Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can start a list on Letterboxd, and it'll it'll be endless, like movies I yeah. remember falling asleep. To. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm good at not falling. I don't I don't fall asleep anymore, but I zone out, which is my big mm. problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. like it, it definitely happened during uh, the first scanners, where it was like. 15 minutes and then i was like wait a second i don't know what happened for the last 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes and it just happens all the time i think my attention span is just shot from mm -hmm. this last year and a half like i think it's just gone yeah. um and i i don't know how to get that back yeah i yeah. think it's sort of similar with me like i zone out but for me the yeah. zoning out always ends up in like a nap of like 20 minutes so yeah yeah <laughs> that'll that'll sure. only happen to me if i'm watching the movie like laying down you know, mm -hmm. like once mm -hmm. I once I like get on my side, if a movie's on, oh, yeah, it's big time. probably like I'm get, getting it's, Oh, that's it. We yeah. lost them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like a superpower because like you, you can always sleep, basically. Just put a movie mm -hmm. on and go horizontal yeah. when you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I also came late to scanners. Mm. Uh, I am somebody who when I grew up, a lot of people I know said it was boring. Mm -hmm. um, and they all told me like. Yeah, you know, the head explosion is great, but but the rest of the movie is just okay. And so I waited until like last year or the year before to see it. Mm, and yeah. And was like really taken aback by how much I loved it because you know, everyone had always told me it was boring, but when I watched it last I was like, "Oh shit, it was like a jam for me." I was like, "This rules." Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> um and one of the things that I think is 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 part of why is because like like Carly, you said it's very clinical when it opens, which is true. Mm. But um, even though it's not like a super um, actiony, pacey kind of movie, even the scenes where you know, in another movie, I would probably be really bored uh, with just the dialogue or like the furthering of the plot. Mm -hmm. I find that the, the the dialogue scenes in this movie always have a little sort of like world building element to them, mm. and so. I just kind of found myself really fascinated with like the world around the edges of the movie that like are, is only kind of being talked about or hinted at. And mm -hmm. so I was always like engaged, even if it wasn't like a, a head blow up scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also not as, not as many head blow up scenes as I would have expected. No, no, exactly. No. <laughs> it's, I think it's... there's just the one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, so I uh, I watch my Blu-ray of this, and there's some some extras on there that talk about like the head explosion stuff and um, everything relating to that. And uh, <laughs> who was it that said that? Uh, I think like the cinematographer on that, Mark Irwin, um, he said, or was it Pierre David? Yeah, Pierre David, the the producer. Producer. Uh, yeah. So the actress in the movie, Jennifer O'Neill, she was sort of like a diva. And she was, the entire time they were making the movie, she was sort of in denial 
about doing a horror movie <laughs> like it was below her <laughs> and apparently there were going to be more head explosions which a yeah. i find like hard to believe because they had a lot of like a really hard time pulling the one yeah. off but when she found out there was going to be like more violence apparently david cronenberg <laughs> got a bunch of like head explosions that were going to be in there originally so yeah. I, I don't know if pierre david's like full of shit because like i said <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to imagine just they spent like weeks trying to get that one head explosion yeah. right um but yeah I, I thought that was interesting was she are you saying that basically she was like no 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 yeah <laughs> no exactly. More yeah exactly like <laughs> just the concept of doing horror was below her and then when she found out about all the violence she was like no way but then there's another anecdote where they talk about about like the cinematographer lighting her wrong and she made a whole big stink about it uh <laughs> mm -hmm. telling david cronenberg to fire the cinematographer but then Dana, david cronenberg was like well if he's going then i'm going too and then she just like shut up and play ball so I, I don't know how much of that is true like it's, it's pretty fascinating hearing pierre, pierre david uh like sort of dish about kind of things uh, that were going on with all the people on set and everything yeah. but i don't know I, I couldn't really tell how like straightforward he was being with information <laughs> <laughs> did now, uh... i just i just looked her up i just looked yeah. up jennifer on okay. her wikipedia yeah. page i want to play a little game is that okay with okay. you guys <laughs> sure yeah. go I would like for each of you to guess how many times Jennifer O'Neill has been married. Married? Oh, man. Oh. Uh, I'll say three. Okay, I'll say six. Well, you guys are going in the right direction because three, six, <laughs> nine times <laughs> nine Jennifer O'Neill has been married. Mm -hmm. She also accidentally apparently shot herself in the abdomen with a 38 caliber revolver. Jesus. What the fuck? How do you do that accidentally? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, the detective, the detective who, who came to her house was quoted as having said that O'Neill quote, didn't know much about guns. So, yeah, no shit. <laughs> didn't know what they were. <laughs> which and is which and all that. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That's crazy. That yeah. that sort of checks out with the stories they were telling about her. Like, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Speaking of the head explosion, mm. I'm assuming that we all came across the head explosion either like like when we were younger or mm. before they saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I definitely yeah. saw a GIF. I feel at one point, uh, but back then, not knowing where it came from, just this thing posted on the forum. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because because my experience with it was like that, it was a it was almost like a proto meme uh -huh, where yeah. people were mm -hmm. using the GIF. And I think they were I think they were even sharing the GIF around online, saying it was like that guy who shot himself on the in the head on TV. Sure. Yeah. Like the oh, like it guy. was like it was a real thing. Yeah. Like they're like, this is footage from yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like this insane head explosion. <laughs> yeah, that does sort of ring a bell. Like I, I, yeah. I probably couldn't tell if it was real or not when I first saw the GIF or. Uh, yeah. I, and it, I think it's I funny. saw it. No, go ahead. So, oh, sorry. I was just going to say it's funny because I had a friend. It's like so ubiquitous that I had a friend use it in his work slack, not really thinking of it as like something crazy it was just like oh it's a mm -hmm. thing that everybody on the internet has seen mm -hmm. and like everybody was horrified like how the <laughs> fuck did you share that <laughs> it's wholesome i think i saw it for the first time i had a vhs of uh like 
horror movie moments. Oh yeah, that okay. was hosted by like Christopher Lee or something mm-hmm. like that. It was just oh, basically yeah. like a, a a best of horror yeah. movies. Um, and it was one of those things where it was like mostly monster stuff, and then you know crazy stuff like this. But then mm-hmm. also, I remember I'm just thinking about this now. I haven't thought about this in so long. The thing that scared me the most, I think it's from The Omen, hmm. and it's Damien's, like, riding a bike around, like, a second floor of a house, and then his mom gets, like, pushed off the the edge, and she's, like, hanging yeah. hanging on the, the, the side and then falls off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being the scariest thing. Not the head <laughs> exploding, not, you know, Goldblum turning into the fly or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why I thought of it. That just popped into my head. <laughs> that's amazing i remember yeah that was i th- was that it was called uh terror in the isles i think or something that sounds um, right yeah yeah um it rings a bell yeah, yeah. That, it has like uh they're like in the movie theater like talking about horror movies yeah. and stuff and then they like cut to like the movie yeah i think oh, i saw okay. that too <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so like this movie, Carla, you mentioned, was incredibly hard to produce. So Cronenberg yeah. was basically writing the movie in the morning that was going all the stuff that was going to be shot mm-hmm. you know, that day, yeah. which seems to me like it, incredibly crazy. Yeah, I mean, they they started this movie and the script was was like barely done, so they're really like winging it from day to day, kind of. Uh not really knowing what they were going to shoot until the day off. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, pretty hard. And, um, it it was supposed to be, uh, to to go in production a couple of years earlier, but then David Cronenberg like put it aside for the brood when his wife got pregnant. A couple of years later, uh, someone came to him like with enough money to make it, but they said like, you have to bang this out fast. Uh, so (laughs) it's, it's a movie where they couldn't like, um, uh they couldn't get like self-conscious about decisions and stuff so yeah. it's like all very raw and like uh on the spot decisions like just a chain of that and that's that's yeah. the result yeah and um the one of the reasons why they put pushed it into production so early is because of the tax uh mm-hmm. the tax yeah. write-off yeah. in yeah. canada which is super famous like they they needed to get it in so that they could get that money back uh, yep. um Patrick, uh, you uh, have experience in the world of improv. Do you think that there's something about this movie because of the fact that it's very like no, dis- no you know, no thinking about your decisions. You're just going mm. with the flow. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to name names, but I feel like I've been through <laughs> so many projects that uh, get debated to death by committee. You know, mm. and everyone's sitting around being like, is this the best thing we should do? Is this the best thing we should do? Mm-hmm. And it sometimes seems like the things that work out the best for everybody are the things where it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That sounds great. Yeah. He thinks it sounds good. Okay, let's do it then. Sure. Yeah. And they go mm-hmm. film it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not everyone sitting around being like, oh, but what if, if we do this? Is that smart? You know, like that happens yeah. so often in, yeah. in film and TV and everything that that's how you get so much watered down entertainment yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you're shooting something, what was, I'm looking at the budget. What was the budget on this? It doesn't even say, um, yeah, I'm sure it was not high though. You know, when no. you're shooting something with a low ish budget, you just got to go and you got to like do stuff quick and make it economically feasible for everybody. So it feels, yeah. I, I, I think that helps, uh, uh, art, you know, when you're able to just do what you want to do quickly and then get it out of the way. 
Yeah. And I, and I think that plays into the head explosion scene because it sounds like from the stuff that I read, they were kind of sitting around trying to figure out how are we going to do this? Like, what are we, what's oh, yeah. the best way? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, what ended up happening was the guy on set was just like, I'll shoot it with a shotgun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. and now that's like one of the most iconic things ever mm. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there were some like a couple of other anecdotes about that head explosion thing where um they they finally got it right or something and then pierre david saw it and he was freaking out because he was worried they were going to get an x rating on this movie which mm. would make it like really hard to sell and and like really limit your audience so they tried like versions where there's like uh, green slime or like, they were talking about like <laughs> putting confetti in that shit what? i was like okay uh sure i uh, but, i would watch the version with confetti oh yeah big time yeah <laughs> clowns pop out and stuff yeah uh well, at least the confetti cut the same year is uh raiders lost ark mm-hmm. also has an exploding head in it yeah, yeah. and yeah. i never even put that together and yeah. they had to like trim frames from it and put like fire over the shot so okay. that they wouldn't get uh yeah. they wouldn't get like an X or an R rating or anything like that. Huh. So it's just funny it's funny that it was the same year and they were both worrying about exploding heads. Yeah. 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 I was also thinking about like uh what is like the first head explosion by telekinesis mm. scene mm-hmm. ever in cinema? So I went on IMDb and I like gave in that tag like head explosion or th- something <laughs> and then I ranked it by uh, year. And the mm-hmm. first one I've seen uh, at least um, that I'm sure has a, a head explosion by telekinesis uh, is The Fury, 1977, I yeah. believe. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. Yeah, and, and sure. like that movie doesn't have an X rating. Uh, and it, if it's like the first like head explosion by telekinesis movie. I don't know. It just like sort of made me wonder. Like, has, did David Cronenberg see the Fury and took some like uh, the mustard from that movie or something? Uh, so I have a little information about this. There was a interview in a Canadian uh, magazine from 1981 hmm. that I that I looked through, and they did discuss the Fury in it. Oh, okay. There and, you go. And yeah. the inter the interviewer was asking Cronenberg like well like this movie the fury yeah. had a similar thing and yeah. it looked it, there were some themes in that that were maybe yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Big time. underdeveloped and and cronenberg does say in that interview like i deliberately chose to ignore that fury ever existed and okay and like <laughs> just like i didn't think about it it didn't you know but um yeah but he's still in in saying that he acknowledges the fury that it exists yeah, yeah. basically so. <laughs> yeah okay, that's interesting totally. <laughs> that's a pretty good yeah. one they did i think cronenberg also did say like there was things about the movie that bothered him like that there scanners were scanners or fury <laughs> fury oh, oh the fury okay okay yeah yeah like mm-hmm. like he felt like that they'd set up all this stuff and then he, he didn't like the head term. explosion <laughs> yeah <laughs> comes too I late didn't like how they did it no yeah they should have just shot and, it with and, a shotgun yeah yeah (laughs) you should have done it yeah um so that is interesting um but i i did i i forgot that the fury was so so much earlier yeah uh like Like a number of years like four or five years uh it's 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 quite a different movie from scanners Mm -hmm. but it's still like about people with uh, telekinetic powers and there is a head explosion at one point i won't go into detail because i think it's at the end right it's like major spoiler bill 
Uh, you spend the whole movie being like, I wonder if that guy's head will explode. Yeah, when are we going to get to the head Spoiler. explosion factory? But yeah. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. It's a pretty good yeah. movie. I like that one. What What is our kind of like general temperature on scanners? Because I mentioned earlier, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I revisited it for the podcast, um, I will admit that I was less... Um, less like investing myself in the movie and more just like, I know I got to refresh myself on it. So I'm going to put it on and watch mm-hmm. it. And, um, but, but I still was left like super uh, stoked on it. I, I just think that there's so much fun stuff in it. And when it's not fun, I really like the world and we'll get to some stuff in the sequel, but I do feel like scanners is the kind of movie that when I was finished watching it, I was, I have all these thoughts of like, you know, other threads of plot that were fascinating to me that I would be like interested in seeing where it would go, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. I really like the vibe. Mm-hmm. That's like the thing that I liked of the movie. I, I don't know why I was watching it and it, both of them reminded me, I've been on a Twin Peaks kick lately. I've been rewatching nice. Twin Peaks mm. and both of them had moments where they reminded me of fire walk with me, the Twin Peaks okay. movie. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the, uh, God, what is he in in the first one? Is he the? Yeah, I think it's Patrick McGowan in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminded me. I mean, if you've seen Twin Peaks, you remind me of Mike. And then the guy in yeah, the yeah, second yeah. one with the long hair in the beginning, who's like you know the bad guy, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're like Leo. a lot of Bob. Yeah, oh, Bob. Yeah. yeah, Bob mixed Bob, with Leo, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that for sure. Um, yeah. So I really, I really like the vibe of both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot I want to talk about the second one. The second one, there's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, in, in my mind, I was like, I feel like we're gonna have more to dig into with number two. <laughs> yes, and also the first one's been yeah. talked to death over the. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, everyone, yeah everyone exactly. Talks about it. Like, uh, but that's it's a classic, one. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> uh, but the yeah. also another thing before we stop talking about the first, I mean, you know, Dick Smith did the uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the prosthetics for this yeah. movie. Um, who's the guy who did the exorcist and so many other things but mm-hmm. when you see the blood vessels like pulsating in the people's faces oh and, my god and everything it looks so good mm-hmm. and it's, it's amazing and I, like it was the thing in in both of them he doesn't do the second one i'm assuming i can't no, imagine no. they no. bring back dick smith for uh, no they couldn't <laughs> no no but uh both of them i was like yeah this looks rad and i mm-hmm. i miss sure. i miss a good old practical effect you know yeah, yeah yeah definitely you don't get them you don't get them like you used to yeah it, they do a little bit of the similar thing with the like sort of veins and blood ves- vessels in the mm-hmm. second one but that scene from the poster of scanners where michael ironside mm-hmm. has the bladders mm-hmm. all yeah. over his face mm-hmm. and they're filling up is yeah. so fucking gnarly <laughs> Yeah, it's so it good. It's yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's also just like Michael Ironside's face, and mm-hmm. his, yeah, just oh, everything. He does a lot of face work. Everything about <laughs> him, he's just like I'm always a little intimidated when I see him in movies because he he can play such a good like bad guy and so intense. Yeah, um, yeah props to him for you know, he scaring scaring me basically. <laughs> he walks so close to being like silly. You know, yeah. some of the faces he makes, sure, he's sure. like going like, and but like but, it, it's so close to being hmm. silly and campy, but it's not yet. But also that's like scanners in general, though. 
like yeah, when they're met, when they're like pulling faces like you can't tell me mm -hmm. like watch all of those movies with a straight face whenever they're yeah. like scanning or someone is getting scanned <laughs> like just just imagine watching those movies without the visual cues um yeah. Yeah. or like the the or like like mute unmute and just yeah. not knowing what's going on and people are just like pulling faces and flying around it's it's madness yeah or, or on set you know mm -hmm. yeah, where it's yeah. just him going like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> next time watching them on mute all of them totally <laughs> um cool well we can do our ratings then of the movie i forgot that hoser horror has a rating system <laughs> oh, yeah um, i guess so it, if you uh if you didn't like the movie you can tell it to take off take off eh? if you thought the movie was like right in the middle you can say uh that it was about worth a uh, worth about five dollars all in all it was a good five dollars worth for me and my whole family and if you loved it you you thought it was a beauty yeah beauty so um patrick <laughs> which of those three are you gonna pick for scanners i mean i it, it's a beauty it's a beauty it's i think it, i'm a little less hot on it than you guys are okay. uh just because there was that 20 minute, you know, part where mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, I missed a bunch. And I think that that uh, <laughs> happens sometimes when I'm not yeah. as invested in the movie, but I'll watch it again. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, this is not the last time I will see scanners. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carlo. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a beauty for me as well. Okay. Like I love the soundtrack. It's, uh, it's like, I'm, I'm sort of like hit and miss 50, 50 on Cronenberg, but this is one of his best ones. I feel um, even the script, even though it wasn't done when they started the movie and they had to bang yeah. it out, it's it's all for the better. I feel, um, uh, yeah, uh, awesome. Great actors as well. Like I mean, Michael Ironside, always love that guy, and Stephen Lack. Even he's not an actor; he's basically playing himself. They admit that he's an artist <laughs> before an actor, uh, but it doesn't matter. Like there's something intriguing about him. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's beauty for sure. Nice. And I got to go beauty as well, for sure. Triple yeah, beauty. beauty. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And uh, every time I watch it, that scene where they roll down the windows in, in the van mm -hmm. and all the shotguns come out, I just go like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that just hits me in the gut. It's so good. Yeah, that's a good scene. Amazing. Mm. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, Carlo, great music. We're going to get to a movie in a second <laughs> where I might have something to say about the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. So, Scanners 2, 1991, The New Order, Here starring David go. Hewlett. Yeah. De <laughs> Deborah Raffin, uh, directed by Christian Duguay. Uh, he can make you do anything if he puts his mind to it. Synopsis A scanner discovers a plot by renegade elements in the city government to take power with the help of evil scanners i feel like that sentence was written weird um <laughs> did you write it <laughs> uh, no no um yeah so this is another montreal film shot in and around montreal produced in canada um this is allegro films and mallow Films. so uh the producer pierre david picked up the sequel rights when they were making the first movie mm. um and got christian duguay to make it who was a cinematographer um and came from television as a director so they filmed it over two months uh they were going to try and get the effects supervisors from the first film mm. um but they were not available of course <laughs> mm. and yeah um 
immediately this movie is like we're in the 90s <laughs> yeah but it's like on the precipice of like it's the 90s but it's like not fully graduated from the 80s yet yeah it's like big yeah. 80s vibes going on still yeah, totally <laughs> and i i had seen this previously um when i last watched it was actually when i saw scanners for the first time and i did a double feature with one and two and so obviously i think that time scanners two uh you know mm. came up a little short yeah mm. <laughs> um and so this time i was like okay i'm gonna revisit number two and see how i feel <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching probably all of them for the first time a couple of years ago. I did one, two, three. And <clears throat> so this is weird. For some reason, the only Scanners movies I had seen up until that point were Scanner Cop and Scanner Cop 2. <laughs> okay, oh, I was nice. going to bring those up. I'm yeah, so happy. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why those were my first Scanners movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't pick him. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. So, but yeah, watching the original trilogy for the first time. Also, it's this weird, weird thing, like two and three were shot back to back with pretty much the same team, which seemed to be this thing that they just did in the 90s. Like they would take, yeah. uh, like like they did it for Darkman as well. Two and three came out back to back. Yeah. Um, cr Critters, three and four, same thing. <clears throat> back to the future, back to the future. Yeah, two, three, two and three. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not, those aren't like direct to TV cheap no. sequels back, no. back to back, but yeah, same concept for sure. Yeah. Same, yeah. yeah. Get it all done, mm -hmm. you know, in maybe slightly less time than you would if you waited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you say, Scanners 2 was shot in two months, but is those, are, are those like two months, not Scanners 2 and 3? I guess, like, but probably its, not. In its entirety, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, and so you hadn't seen this, you mentioned, Patrick. No, no, I've yeah. never seen this one. Did you have any idea of like what it was going to be going into it? or? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. I had no idea. I didn't know anything. I mean, listen, I here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought some heads were going to blow up. And guess yeah. what, guys? They did <laughs> yeah. it. Sure enough. Head, they did it. One kind of blow. It's like a a little volcano. Yeah. yeah. Head. <laughs> and then at the Not end, the there's sort enough. of like uh like a blue ball situation that sucks so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was so like oh yeah that that happens yeah i forgot about uh, that <laughs> yeah there was something i was trying to think of while i was watching this movie mm -hmm. are there any sequels that came out much later than the original where mm. a new creative team basically shows up and a new cast and crew mm. shows up that are good that are good uh yeah i can think yeah. of one like top of my head uh, okay. Have you seen Psycho 2? But Anthony Perkins is in that. Yeah, but True. he's the, he's and, the only and, one. Though. And no, the sister. Oh, and, and Vera Miles. Vera Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside yeah. from those two actors, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like 20 years. Does it have to be completely like a complete break? Like hmm. nothing at all? I think, I, I was thinking of movies like this where they're like, your parents. Yeah. We saw your parents years ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking of things like that. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some weird know. sequels out there, but there's like yeah. none I can think of that are good, like uh, top of my head. Like you've got like a sequel to Easy Rider that came out many yes. years later. Yeah. You've got like The Birds 2. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I don't think any of those are good. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I the just ones like come... the idea. No, Sorry. 
I was just gonna say the ones coming to my mind are ones by the original people. Mm-hmm. Like I know yeah. the guy who made SLC Punk made one like in the two thousands that was sure. just like garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of a producer being oh, I guess the producer is the same on this, but like a producer yeah. on one of those sequels being like, Listen, I know every single other one of these is bad, but this one's gonna be different. <laughs> this one's gonna be yeah. good. And it's just you know, it's not yeah, they they kept Michael Gross, but they did do a lot of Tremors movies oh, that were sure. just like sure, sure, sure. <laughs> not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and the, one of the things about this is like it, immediately it feels almost it like the first scene in this movie is a, a scanner going into an arcade and using his mm-hmm. scanning technique to play Operation Wolf <laughs> and blow all the ar- stuff in the arcade up. And I was like, set. I know because <laughs> it's so like. All right, scanners too. I want to see what these scanners it's the are 90s, up to, baby. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? Scanning? It's gonna be so crazy. And then it's, he's playing yeah. a video game. It's like what? I mean, I would scan to play a video game. <laughs> yeah, to like get free <laughs> tokens or something. He just steals his tokens off a guy. Hmm. Yeah. He doesn't scan you know them at all. So like now that I'm like thinking back on it, it kind of felt like an X Files episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where that was like the cold open, mm-hmm. and it's like it just feels mm-hmm. so much lower stakes, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't. I'll say this: I didn't dislike it. No, because I think it was silly. Like it's, objectively, yeah. I know it's not great, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. it was silly, and I did have fun with it yeah in a oh it's thursday afternoon i'm gonna watch a movie on the sci-fi channel you know totally. something like that no no i, I get you i get you totally uh yeah yeah are you gonna like have you seen scanners 3 i've never seen scanners 3 it is streaming i watched it on an app called tubi yeah oh yeah, um, yeah. uh it scanners 3 is streaming on there there's listen Okay. We've talked. I've watched 360-something movies yeah, this yeah. year. There's mm-hmm. a solid chance I watched Scanners 3. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely watch Scanners 3. It's okay. like, if, if you think this one is silly, oh, man. You, yeah. You, yeah you, you really like Scanners 3, don't you? Like, comparatively, right, Carlo? Oh, yeah, big time. Like, I, I think, like, Scanners, the original, to me, is like a like a genuine ma- masterpiece. And Scanners yeah. 3, to me, is like a masterpiece of unintentional humor. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Now, what about Scanner Cop? Scanner, I, I'm sort of, like, lukewarm on the Scanner Cops. They're silly as well. I don't think they're amazing. Yeah. I think they're, like, on the same level as this one on uh, Scanners 2. Like, they're silly, but they're not mm-hmm. great. But then there's Scanners I, 3, which is, like, somehow lightning in the bottle with the same team i don't know how it happened but mm-hmm. it's it's just completely bonkers it is it is funny to me that for scanner cop the producer was like now it's my turn to direct <laughs> yeah you know? David just like <laughs> yeah yeah that didn't happen again did it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i still haven't seen scanners 3 i gotta yeah we'll, gotta we'll do it for the show if you want like uh, yeah, i will totally. gladly rewatch scanners 3 anytime <laughs> um, you guys should do scanners 3 and both scanner cop movies yeah yeah that was, yeah that was sort of like the plan we had in mind going into october like let's do July, like all the scanners movies so scantober sure. yeah there you go uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah but no go sorry. ahead go ahead go ahead i was just gonna dive into the plot a little bit because mm-hmm. like yeah. one of the things about this movie that i find fascinating is like they do find a way to take some interesting ideas that I that mm-hmm. I would be interested in 
but I feel like on the whole, like I also find this movie pretty entertaining and I like all the silly shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched so much trash, like, you know, I enjoy my trash, but um, I just find that they don't lock in the plot properly. Like I like the idea that there is this new ephemeral two. Oh. <laughs> This new order. <laughs> like, I like the idea. I like the old a, order, but the new one's pretty Fuck good. the old order, yeah. <laughs> I I like the new drug that, you know, oh, yeah? they, they take them for headaches, but they turn into zombies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I like, That's a good concept. I like police commander recruiting scanners to track down murderers. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. the political angle. Um, I, I think that's all interesting, but I just don't feel like the movie um stacks it on top of each other in a way that like pulled me through mm -hmm. other than just waiting for the next silly fun stuff which i enjoyed but yeah no I it was agree. almost yeah. like yeah. a little bit of a missed opportunity yeah yeah <laughs> is is police commander a canadian term <laughs> i don't know but now that i looked at it and i just copy that off of like wikipedia yeah. i am like that is stupid <laughs> <laughs> okay all right great 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 I wasn't sure. You said, like, I knew that it was weird, and then you said it out loud, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder if that's just something that, like, didn't make the jump over here when they were I naming it. I honestly think it is Canadian. Command officers. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto Police huh. Service command officers. Yeah, maybe, maybe police wow. <laughs> commander. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, the, the thing with this movie is just that I found, like, like the actual story and even like the characters and the actors, they're all a little middle of the road. I felt like there's silly <laughs> stuff in there. Like there's some peaks and like in, in terms of like characters I gave a shit about, or I enjoyed seeing do the, their thing. Like maybe the, what's it called the, the one you likened to Bob from Twin Peaks. I thought he was like <laughs> sort of interesting. Uh, yeah. Sort of like little overacting playing a bad guy. Yeah. But other than that, like the main guy, he's like, he's, he's, he's not like, I don't know. Like I said, a yeah. Stephen Lack had an interesting presence. This guy is just like, eh. you know, which yeah, is funny because those are the two people. Those are the two people in this movie that like work the most. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. The main guy and Raul Julio, um, mm. just like going through the cast list. Like, yeah, they're the yeah. ones who are actively still going. David Hewlett is like really notable. Yeah, he's, in he's, he's sort of a name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's in yeah. Pin, um, lots of other stuff. He was in Cube mm -hmm. and yeah, Cypher he worked with that director a bunch. But yeah, um I like him generally. Um I think like his his character just in this movie isn't very interesting. Yeah, like he boring. doesn't have a lot of like I don't know, like purpose I feel that I could I don't know, like relate to or get invested in anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? So that's sort of now, one it down. big one big fundamental question I had with this movie. How old do you guys think David Kellum is in this movie? 30? Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess. I don't know. So he's the son of the original characters from yeah, the first yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, and it's supposed to be that like movie, 10, 10 years-ish between. But they said his parents died when yeah. he was a baby. Hmm. So then that means he's... Doesn't that all. It can't be 10 years between. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Which it can't. No, it it does not add up. Like I don't know when scan... when the sequel is well, supposed here's... to take place, but does Scanners <laughs> Two: The New Order take place in like 2010? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's yeah. it's 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 the movie doesn't feel ambitious enough to pull that off to make me believe it's yeah. like taking uh, place beyond like early <laughs> 90s, like just based on the arcades yeah. and every basically everything, <laughs> the fashion and the hairstyles. Yeah. But yeah, you no, know, that just like, had... yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 
when they had the scene with his parents and they were like we're not your parents and your parents died when you were a baby i was like wait a superman second. scene Hang on. yeah yes yeah yeah but it just it i had to pause the movie uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> figure it out and then yeah. i was like it's not worth it it's not yeah worth it. he's just a very I... well-developed 10 year old <laughs> that fucks. i i also was like pretty much not like I, I wasn't paying insanely close attention and, and so when i didn't understand like i was like wait is he the baby from the end like who like mm-hmm. what is he what is his connection and then i was like i know that like who who they're saying his parents are but i'm just gonna be like whatever i'm not gonna try and figure this out mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna give myself a headache here yeah i mean who gives a shit you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know when they go to a headphone dance bar it's hard to care about anything else <laughs> <laughs> the techno uh headphone dance that was uh that was something mm-hmm. that makes me think it has to be 90s it's definitely 90s. I, I mean it has come on just looking at the arcade it has yeah. to yeah like the games in there i mean yeah like that's like even maybe barely. it's like 1998 or something like that and he's supposed to be 18 i didn't yeah. see anyone like play tekken so i don't know that's <laughs> yeah true true yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to make it work in my brain that's all yeah um speaking so the head explosion speaking of earlier there is a scene the first scene we get to see with david hewlett using his uh his scan uh technology uh is he makes some some dude's head kind of volcano explode that was pretty awesome yeah sure Mm -hmm. it's like it's never gonna be like a dick smith level uh effect but yeah pretty good i don't know like mildly satisfactory <laughs> yeah i i like that the, again they tried to do that the 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 bladder effects and i yeah, didn't yeah, think yeah. they were nearly as impressive yeah. and there's like this um, uh dried up corpse corpse thing at the end that looked pretty gnarly as well i enjoyed yeah, that yeah totally um what about the soundtrack you wanted to talk about the soundtrack so let's well, let's talk about this what do you have to say about the score of this movie because it's like uh, like the first one i think has a really effective yeah really good score uh and this one is like to me it's sort of this like neo-noir erotic thriller kind of thing and it which is a vibe i dig but it's like not nearly as cinematic as the original (laughs) yeah um it sounds so canadian (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know what that means but i just kept thinking like jesus this sounds so like cheap canadian soundtracking yeah Mm. and all the like saxophone and the like i kept just like i was watching it with emma and i kept just like turning to her and going like along with the movie it was so bad it's the 90s and things are sexy now you know yeah (laughs) what do you guys find respect to marty simon (laughs) what do you guys find are the hallmarks of like canadian horror movies have you noticed the trend so yeah uh so there is a kind of like we we do usually on this when we did the show more often we would try and dive into like did this canadian is it where it takes it where it takes place and and so on they try and hide it or not yeah yeah, like the sure sure. because there is a lot of canadian movies that try and hide it Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. but uh you know the thing about canadian uh cinema is that there's so many um different attempts to you know, like embrace to push away. So there's like all these very Canadian movies 
um, like uh, I made some notes here about the first the first Cronenberg. So in in one of the reviews for the first scanners, they talked about like you know there's these these like lo- much loved memoirs in from Canada, like Lies My Father Told Me and Who Has Seen the Wind, and like these sound like very like. <laughs> 70s canadian like Uh you know breezy northern dramas and then there Mm -hmm. was like a reaction against that so i feel like throughout canada's history of filmmaking there's like like the canadian side and the reaction side or the like the drama side or the genre side Mm -hmm. and we we embrace that it's set in toronto or we're gonna shoot it in toronto and say it's new york like (laughs) (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. these kind of yeah like juxtapositions of themes and stuff throughout yeah (laughs) yeah but uh usually like like with the cronenberg stuff it's very chilly Mm -hmm. like the you have that kind of like you know weird uh like hospitals and aren't they like always like shot in montreal yeah i feel as well like definitely like the earlier ones like this and the brood and uh shivers and they they all like very like cold and like french canadian uh Mm -hmm. aesthetically Uh Yeah, yeah. Because even in the '90s, you had people like Adam Agoyan making, mm-hmm. you know, like really well received, critically acclaimed art house movies, and th- and then you had people that were like, "Fuck that! Like, <laughs> that's bullshit!" And trying to like push back against that, even though I love the the one movie I've seen of his, but I need I need to see more. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there is a lot of like push and pull. Yeah, it's many facets of Canadian cinema. Mm-hmm. Listen, I learned more in the last five minutes than I did in that entire Cronenberg class. So thank you guys. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, no I think you. maybe maybe one of the themes <laughs> most prevalent is that like like forgetting our own movies. Like yeah. <laughs> like we have these things called like the the Genie Awards. Yeah. Um, which are like the Academy Awards for Canadian movies. And I, I spoke on a other podcast recently about this amazing canadian movie called loyalties and um a, a friend of mine justin DeClue, said like this thing was nominated for so many genie awards it was like so well received it played on tv all the time it was like a really like a hot film for canada and then like you can't find it you can't watch it you can't stream it same thing with uh, a movie we talked about on hoser horror called top of the food chain um which is like a oh. a, a a hilarious uh kind of weird offbeat sort of like almost alternative comedy movie um hmm. it, it almost reminds me of like wet hot in that it's like yeah. spoofing a uh kind of sci-fi genre um but yeah like they, there was like write-ups about that movie it played like tiff or film festivals and stuff and people were pretty like interested in what this was and then nobody's ever heard of it ever again hmm. <laughs> i did just look up loyalties and it hmm. does star Kenneth Welsh, who plays Wyndham Earl on Twin Peaks. So just to bring it back. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I didn't no, even realize that. Yeah. yeah. The Twin Peaks. <laughs> Love <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we 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 leave a lot. We look, we sure. turn our backs on a lot of Canadian. A, a lot of people in Canada will say, like, you know, Canadian TV sucks or, like, Canadian movies, they're so cheesy. They suck. Like, I feel like a lot of people in Canada just, like, don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm um but yeah so scanners 2 scanners um yeah (laughs) what else do we want to say about scanners (laughs) 2 no i was just like uh wondering earlier because i think i read something about like it might have been like neil blomkamp or something who wanted to like remake scanners the original 
Uh, yeah, there or maybe there was, was a Blomkamp. I don't remember. Yeah, um, there was. Uh, um, I was reading about it earlier. Okay, I think in 2007 they said they were going to yeah, make it. It was the guy sense. Darren Bowsman who directed Saw. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's the guy exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and David Goyer was going to write it, and it was through, uh, you know, those those mm-hmm. lovable Weinstein Company and Dimension oh. Films. <laughs> uh and then it was supposed to come out in 2008 but then it just kept getting pushed and then Mm -hmm. he said bowsman said in 2013 that he was not going to make it without cronenberg's approval which was not granted yeah oh okay because like i was i was reading about it as well and and him saying like uh more like wondering about like cronenberg and how he feels about this stuff because like i don't don't think he was like giving the okay to make a remake but then you look at these movies that were made in the 90s and like Pierre David is just like making Scanner sequels and mm-hmm. yeah. he admitted as well like Cronenberg didn't like that Pierre David was making yeah. them but Pierre David <laughs> yeah. owned the rights so sure. Cronenberg didn't have much to say about that uh, yeah. uh, at this point like who have owns the rights I'm, I'm sure like Cronenberg doesn't own anything like Scanners wise uh, yeah. like, like a poster or something but uh, I think that maybe says more about Darren Lynn Bowsman. Yeah, because I, I think mm-hmm. in the in the Wikipedia it said like I wouldn't do it unless yeah, he said like, okay. It, just on yeah. principle, he wants to know it's okay from yeah. Cronenberg because yeah. yeah, which makes me wonder: did the rabid remake hmm. get that, or did they just go ahead without it, or like whatever? <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a rabid remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah it came it out was like another 2019, I think. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, another Canadian Canadian movie: the the Soska Twins directed. Yeah, they were huh. like a, yeah big canadian uh thing but uh, yeah maybe they just were like whatever let's do it <laughs> I, I can see that happening like more often than not like in, yeah in, in the case of scanners it's not happening because i don't know like someone until someone comes around who doesn't have like any scruples about that they'll just do it and it'll happen yeah and, yeah. yeah totally tough shit <laughs> um yeah so that the, i think the thing that i liked about this movie mm. is you know I, I think that the director uh christian I, I think that this feels to me like one of those movies where somebody is throwing everything they can mm-hmm. at the movie because it's almost like yeah i'm coming from tv i'm a cinematographer i have to show everything i can do in one movie so mm-hmm. it almost has like a comic book yeah oh yeah kind of like tone to yeah, the yeah, visuals yeah. and the plot and it, and i think sorry no, no, go ahead. Let's just I have just, some thoughts about this. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like it could have all clicked better together yeah. in terms of, like, making me actually care about what was going on. But in the mm-hmm. moment-to-moment watching it, I was like, hey, not bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty fun. It's yeah. definitely, like, checking my phone here and there yeah. a couple of times. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it feels like a very, like, zeitgeisty movie, like uh, Tim Burton's Batman that come out just, mm-hmm. and there's, like, uh, there's a, a Robocop sequel as well, and you've got all these, like, direct-to-TV uh, quick back-to-back cash-ins. Yeah. Um, this is very, like, early 90s thing. Uh, so that probably explains, like, the whole, like, you know this the style at the time that people were shooting movies like very inspired like there's a lot of movies in that era that were like even like dark man is very you know sam raimi has his own um tendencies as a filmmaker but there's definitely some some crossover there yeah. bleeding into each other mm-hmm. type of style of filmmaking between like the tim burton batman movies like uh, or like the poster child of that um 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I just like the ideal, the, the idea of these sequels that exist, and everyone's just like sort of collectively decided to forget them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like even when they're not great, I just like that they exist, sort of. Uh, and yeah. like I'm the yeah. only one caring and watching them, uh, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. And I I don't mind it when a when a sequel just says like I'm not going to try and be the original. You know. Yeah. Like, like I. I have That's a lot of fun <laughs> with with RoboCop three. Like everybody hates RoboCop three. I like two. <laughs> when I want, but when I watch RoboCop three, I'm like, this is they were trying to make it like a comic book. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like super silly and colorful. And if I just look at it on that terms, I'm having fun. And so mm -hmm. I don't mind that. Like, okay, this movie can't hold a candle to the original. Who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, I wish it had just been a little better. <laughs> Can't win them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, does anybody else have anything to say? I feel like we're all going to land in a good five dollars area. What do we? What do we think? Yeah, yeah, I'd say five dollars. So yeah, that's a good. Thing. I think okay. it was fun. I think it was more fun than I thought it was going to be, or mm -hmm. like I at least you know wasn't as bored as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which uh, you know. I, I probably will not watch Scanners 2 again if I had to put yeah. money on it. I don't think uh, so. Yeah. I probably won't watch it a third time. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will watch Scanners 3, though. Please I'm do. check yeah. it out. Please do. Yeah. Everyone totally. who's listening to this, please watch Scanners 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for Scanners 2, it was a good $5. All in all, it was a good $5 worth for me and my whole family. We did it. I, I, I will also <laughs> say this. Watch Scanners 3 and also go on YouTube and give in, like, put in Scanner Cop Fart. And the first <laughs> oh, the no. first video that should pop up is Scanner oh, Cop no. colon with farts. It's a 27-second oh, no. video that our friend Justin the Clue made. And it, oh. it, it is well worth watching. Amazing. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, this has been so much fun uh thank you patrick for joining us uh what what do you want to plug where do you want to tell people to find you uh who are listening to this let's yeah. do it thank you for having me um i'm uh the producer and and co-host on this show called the george lucas talk show you can watch all of them on youtube uh we're pretty much doing them around once a month now is the plan but we've had insane people on. We've had Whoopi Goldberg. We've had Kevin Smith. We've had, yeah. you know, Star Wars people, Julian Glover from The Last Crusade. Uh, you know, insane, insane people have been on. Um, it's very silly and very fun. And if you like comedy or Star Wars, or if you don't like Star Wars, uh, just find a guest that you like and you'll mm -hmm. probably have a good time. Um, I'm also producing this show called Rat Scraps, which is an improv show in New York. Uh, where famous people come in and tell stories from their life, and then improvisers do scenes based off of them. It's every Sunday night, and we are streaming it online, so you can watch it from anywhere in the world for like eight bucks. Uh, I guess if this is coming out in October, you can watch uh, it for five dollars in October. Nice. Um, but it's three camera setup, full HD. It's you know edited and everything. It's really cool. It's really fun. Um, and apart from that, I would say follow me on Twitter. Uh, at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-C-O-T-N-O-I-R. I'm currently trying to get more followers than the canceled NBC sitcom, Sean Saves the World. Uh, so help nice. me out. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're posting all the hats that you buy. <laughs> Buying a lot of hats. Buying a lot yeah. of hats. Yeah, I saw yeah. on Instagram. I checked you out on Instagram. I saw you got a hat of like, was it Bob and Natasha or the... Yes, uh, Boris and Natasha Boris the movie and Natasha. starring... Yeah, yeah, Starring Canada's own Dave Thomas yep. uh, as Boris and Sally Kellerman. A movie I've never seen. And a movie Same. I will probably never see. I Let's just watch it. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming. You can find myself and Carlo online at the usual places. We'll put the we'll put all of this in the show notes. Yep. Uh, you can find me at YCKMD underscore on Twitter. Carlo, your uh, Carlo Go Carlo. Yeah, Carlo Go Carlo on yeah. uh, ins- uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so Psycho Pike on Letterboxd. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, thank you again. This has been Hoser Horror. We'll see you next time. See you. Yeah.